even at a younger age, I cared a lot about how people felt, not just about me, but like how they were doing. I think that it was more of a, a two wing thing than a three. Yeah, because I don't feel that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear this and be like, no. That's totally that <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Working Enneagram podcast, where we talk about the Enneagram and the context of work. I am super excited to introduce our two guests today who are both Enneagram type threes. First, we have Jacob Farrell, who is a software engineer. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks for inviting me. Our second guest is Jesse Bates, who is the owner and manager of a coffee shop. Jesse, thank you for taking a break from all of the coffee orders so that you could be here today. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. My goal for our time together is to give our listeners a window into the Enneagram 3. And this series is all about wings, and the wings are the numbers on your left and right side. So a 3 has a 2 wing, but it also has a 4 wing. And I love when I can getting a uh, Enneagram 3 who's more developed in their 2 wing. Jacob, that may be you. I know you're from conversations pretty developed in the two wing. And then having another Enneagram three who's more developed in their four wing. And Jesse, that's more your strong suit. And so I'm excited for our listeners to hear what does it look like to be three at work and how do these wings influence some of your day-to-day lives? So that's my goal. And um, I hope our listeners get a chance to kind of get a peek into if they don't know if they're more of a two wing or four wing, maybe they could get some discernment from that from our time together. I'd love to just jump right in. So Jacob, how long have you been a software engineer and what what is a software engineer? I feel like so <laughs> many question. people yeah. have no idea what that is. Yeah. So uh, I've been in my current job for the last 13 years. That's amazing. Yeah. It it's, seems like a long time. Uh, I work for Stratasys, which is a 3D printing company. Stratasys makes 3D printed parts. What I do is I create software systems to manufacture those parts. So on our shop floor, all the way through sales, through the parts going out the door, um, 3D printing's a weird industry. So tracking how those parts are made, um, we have to create custom software for that. So your button clicks and things like that, I create software to make it easy for them to go out the door. So click buttons. Yes, click buttons. What is 3D printing? So 3D printing um, is different than traditional Uh, manufacturing where you take um, the image of a part, uh, basically a file. Mm -hmm. So basically the idea of everything is built into these little tiny triangles, kind of like a a video game character. Yeah. That character is in a file somewhere. So what you do is you put that in a printer and then layer by layer, that part is being built in plastic or metal or whatever. My my dad just bought like a home 3D printer and he's having the time of his life. He's he's like in IT stuff in his job. And so this is like just a playground for him at home. Like he has built so many different random things. 13 years. 13 years. What has been your favorite thing in the past 13 years? We've we've kind of transitioned a few times. Um, Our company was bought out uh, by Stratasys initially. Uh, We used to be Harvest Technologies. And so we've kind of gone through these phases I like to be one of the people that are helping architect those new phases of of how we make this company profitable and better for the customer as well as the people that work there. I love that. That's perfect for an Enneagram 3 to kind of be able to help construct that. That's neat. Very good. 
Thanks, Jacob. No All right, Jesse, how long have you been a manager of a coffee shop? Well, uh, we've been open for a month. <laughs> so uh, brand new. But I was a barista for like a year and a half, two years before that. And I was a substitute teacher. I had a home bakery. I did markets for craft business. So I've just, I've done all sorts of things. But um, yeah, the coffee shop has been open for a month. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. How did you land with coffee? I know you're a mm. barista, and so that's part yeah. of it. But how did you come to the conclusion of like, I want to open up my own shop and what is different about yours? So... I actually, I went to college for nursing, got to clinicals and hated my life. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, wow, this, this is probably not, for, not me. for me. So my goal with that, like with nursing was to do missions overseas. I just didn't know what to do with like hating clinicals. And so I ended up switching my major to uh, health science with a pre-PT concentration. And okay. I was planning on being a PT and just fell out of love with it, fell out of love with school, just got really burnt out. A big part of it was like a a big Enneagram 3 transition <laughs> life uh, moment. Was yeah, like, tell me about that. I just realized I was like just trying to excel in school. Mm. And so a hard major was a great way to do that. Yep. And I was good at school and I got A's and I was like, that was something I was good at, but mm. I just did not love it. And so had a big transition with that of like school is not my identity and like yeah I'm gonna graduate someday and then like what am I doing so yes. I ended up just graduating with a health science degree because I was already a senior at that point and so but then I I had gotten married and my husband was super supportive of like follow your dream mm. that like you're wanting to open a shop. And so I just, I had always had this far off dream. I was like, that's for crazy people. Like <laughs> <laughs> not everyone does that. But his mom has her own business. Like she runs a professional organizing business in California. And so he grew up with like, you can do that. Like that's possible. And so just the encouragement that's of awesome. friends and family of like, you can do that if you want to, like if that's what you want. And so decided to pursue that. So then I started working as a barista to learn all about it. So that's amazing. And you haven't fallen out of love with it. I have so not. That's not at amazing. All. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that has been a very encouraging thing. But my shop, I like wanted to still incorporate missions. And so I still want to use the coffee shop as a means to connect the community to local churches or to missionaries, very whether it's cool. going to be like fundraising stuff or like worship events, like whatever that looks like. So still wanted to inc incorporate all of that. That's amazing. I love that. I so appreciate that you had this experience early in life to where you're like, oh, I'm achieving for the sake of achieving. Mm -hmm. Like, who is this for? Not for me. I don't want any of this stuff. So yeah. I think so many threes can fall asleep to that and they don't realize it until later in life. Mm -hmm. And so what a gift for you to have figured that out and like, actually don't want to do these things. My yeah. heart is not in it. Yeah. Threes are the most disconnected from their hearts. Did y'all know that? Yes. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> You're very aware. Or, or, or my spouse yeah, yeah. just let me know that I'm aware. <laughs> yes, yeah. Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about what that means. Because I think some people are like, okay, I think I get the concept of being disconnected from your heart. Um, but from a four wing who's very connected to their heart, that's an interesting place. And from a two wing who is connected to the hearts of others, a very interesting place. So tell me mm. about how you know that you're disconnected and how you get reconnected. I feel like there are times where I'm just 
so busy in doing the things that I think are needed to be done or are seen as important by other people Mm -hmm. instead of actually thinking about how it's like good for me. Yeah. Because there's so many things that you can pack in and do um, that other people see as good. A lot of other people are going to look at that and see, wow, that's that's a great thing that you're achieving. Yes. What an accomplishment. But if you don't stop and think about how this is actually good for you or is it is it advancing you or this is what where God is planning for you mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. then you can do all these things and then be empty at the end of it. Do you see that show up more at work or more at home or both? I mean, with with work, you have a boss that kind of tells you what your tasks are. Yeah. So there there are times that I do things that I personally don't see the value in, mm-hmm. but I, I get paid to do those things. So You're it's like, like got a well, paycheck, I, so. I see the value in that. <laughs> yes. um, but I think with like personal goals or family goals, there are times that I can set those things for for myself or or for our family to do. And if I don't if I don't consciously like go back to like the month of like these are the things that I did this month, mm-hmm. like what value am I getting out of these things? And there's been times that like things that are really important to me or I thought were really important to me, I had to cut out Yes, because I'm like, I'm wasting my time to just check a box. Yep. And it's always with good intentions. It is. Like you always have like the intention of like bringing value in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then it's like completely sidetracked and yeah. a waste of time. For, for an example, yeah, I read, I like reading quite a bit. And everyone tells you like, man, reading a lot of books is great. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got up to a point where I was reading like 85, 90 books a year. And people were saying, well, let's let's set your goal higher than that in the next year. And then I started doing, I was like, I am wasting my time on books that I don't even care about or don't remember what's what I read. Yep. Just, be, just to hit this number because yeah. other people said, that's really great that you're doing that. So I cut it completely out. So I was like, I'm reading one book a month and I'm getting value out of each of them. So you're more intentional now with what you're reading and it is edifying because you've taken the time to say, yep, this is on purpose, yeah. not to get some number or check. And it doesn't box. look as good yeah. for other people, but you I'm can't get- brag about it. Exactly. <laughs> I read one book this month. <laughs> one whole book. <laughs> I, I humbled myself a little bit, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's really neat. I think good, not just for any grand threes to hear, but as a one, I can do the same thing mm-hmm. of like, okay, for the sake of improvement, let's go bigger. Let's get better. But improvement may not necessarily mean more mm-hmm. um, as a, a quantity, but more in quality, which is, I think, what you're speaking to yep. with what you're reading. That's neat. Thanks, Jacob. Jesse, what about you? How do you feel this disconnect in your heart? And how do you reconcile that with your four wing? I, <laughs> Who's very authentic I, to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's never reconciled. Because um, I, I think just like... So like my family is growing up was just very like we're very sarcastic. Everything's fun. Everything's light. Um, And so and I have two older brothers. And so me as the only girl, if I cried over something, that's mm -mm, like like game over. Yeah. So and that that was like a weakness. Tears are not allowed here. Yeah. Yeah. So like tears were weakness. Emotions Mm. are weakness. Like you don't show that. And which is like as kids, often such a like nonchalant, like it's just boys being boys type of thing, right? Like trying to be the tough girl to keep up. Mm -hmm. And then that just like 
transitions into adulthood <laughs> and you're like emotions are irrelevant and <laughs> like having to reconcile that they're like it's okay to have emotions and so having like the four is just always combating this like i i feel like there's just a battle all the time that like my three is like what what even are emotions like what do you those don't yes. exist and then the four is like what are you doing? Like, <laughs> pay I'm, attention. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Like, having such big waves of emotions, like, I need to shove all this down to get my work done. <laughs> like, there's such a long to do list to get through, and the emotions don't help with effectiveness in any of those. So, they don't belong. So, it's just like a constant, I think it's just a constant battle of like, what, where is the space for this? Mm -hmm. Where's the time for this? Like, I want to still be effective and efficient with my time. Yes. But, like, bottling things up is not good yeah <laughs> so just trying to find the balance of like okay i like ending up having to like schedule out like okay i need to step back and like have a day or have a, an hour to like journal or mm -hmm. to listen to moving music or yes. <laughs> whatever it looks like so yeah okay i'm gonna backtrack a little bit mm -hmm. you had mentioned that you were learning all of these things that you didn't want to do in mm -hmm. the medical field specifically but you do have this dream of like a one day want to open a coffee shop mm -hmm. and now you're living that dream. Mm -hmm. uh, my question for you, Jacob, is have you always dreamt about being in a software engineer? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Yeah. So in high school, I thought I want to be a doctor. So I, I took classes. Interesting that you'll both chose a medical. medical it deal. is interesting. It's yeah. a high achieving. Absolutely. It's, it's, we go do big or go yeah. home, right? <laughs> right. We value our doctors. <laughs> That's right. So I, I, I chose, I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to be a doctor. So I, I started at Temple College and uh, I took an uh, A&P class there that just, the instructor was not the greatest mm -hmm. and just ate my lunch. And he like expected you to be there after hours studying oh, all wow. the time. And so I was like, I just can't, this is not going to work. And it's kind of important for being a doctor. Yeah. And so, a little. so I was like, nope, can't do that. <laughs> so then I, like I pivoted to, um, psychiatry is what I wanted to do. Uh, same medical thing, but, um, but I was really good with like talking to people and things. Mm -hmm. So, um, decided to do that, took a careers in psychology class at UMHB. And, um, that professor basically said, you're going to have to be in school forever if you want to make any money. And so, um, me being, um, someone that knew they were going to be engaged soon was like, no, this is, I need to be done with school so that I can start a family and all this mm -hmm. stuff. Provide so, for my family. Yeah. So I, I realized I was decent at computers and knew that it made decent money. Yeah. So I was like, I can, I can do this. Nice. I minored in psychology with a computer science major, which was probably maybe the only person at UMHB that did that. But. Yeah. <laughs> what a great That's overlap. Not, yeah, <laughs> <it's> common. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that comes from your two wing at all? Or is that part of your threeness that you were drawn to the psychology and psychiatric side of things? Even, even at a younger age, I cared a lot about how people felt, not, not just about me, but like how they were doing. I think that it was more of a, a, a two wing thing than a three. Yeah. Cause I don't feel that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting to hear this and be like, no, that's totally not me. Yes. We're, we're not the same wing. <laughs> so how do you know you, that you're a three? This question's for both of y'all. Like how do, at the end of the day, and especially when there can be such big overlap at times with our wings. It's sometimes hard to be like, did I 
Did I mistype? Am I really a four with a three wing maybe? Or am I really a two with a three wing? How do you come back to the place of like, nope, I am absolutely a three because how would you finish that sentence? I mean, I think that I always I always have to have a target like ahead of me mm-hmm. to go because I just feel like I'm wandering like mm-hmm. completely if I don't have something to aim at. Yeah. I think also what's what's your greatest fear? Is it like snakes or is it heights or whatever like that? And um, for me, it's always been failure. Mm. So like I I don't care if there's a snake outside. If it needs to get killed, I can go do that. Got if you. if we need to jump off a building to save somebody, sure, whatever. Um, failing to do something that really is important to me is like the big the the, the worst. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Jesse? So I took the test uh, probably sophomore year of college, um, okay. and I was given one, seven, three. Oh, wow. And so three was my lowest, but I went through and I read not necessarily the unhealthy things, but like the the pitfalls of mm-hmm. each number. Mm-hmm. And I read the threes and I was like, I hate all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I hate that all of this information is out for the world to see. Yes. <laughs> so like to read the threes, the vanity, I don't like that my friends can read this and know this much about me. <laughs> For you guys, would you say those pitfalls ignite a certain emotion? Like for me, when I read about the one and I'm like, gosh, I have high expectations of others and I'm very critical. I'm like, man, it ignites frustration. But I'm curious to know if if shame or embarrassment is more of what the threes resonate. Do you know what I'm asking? Oh, 100% shame. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I remember when the Sleeping at Last Enneagram songs came out. Oh, gosh. And I... I like couldn't finish the (laughs) threes song. Like I had to stop and like take a break. And I was like, I, how dare he (laughs) (laughs) get it so on point. Yes. Um, I'm not feeling these things at all. Yeah. No, there's no tears in my eyes at all. Yeah. It's a great song. The first line, maybe I've done enough. I cried and I was like, I'm not even a three. Uh What is happening? Uh It's so He really uh, took a knife to that song. Um, All the work that I've done to present a certain thing can just like be so leveled and like humility is such a big thing. I think that comes at threes of like to humble yourself down Mm. to like your basic levels uh, and just reminder of your humanity, I guess, like just what your humanity is. But we're above humanity. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Okay, Jacob, what makes you say that you're more developed in your two-wing? I know we've talked a little bit about it, but what else would you add? In social situations, I care a lot about how other people are um, not only perceiving me, but how they're having, like, how good a time they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been a failure if other people didn't have a good time mm. um, because I did something wrong. What responsibility? Do you yeah, have yourself? you know, oh. just like the weight of everybody on the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is your everyday well, life. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's just how it is. Yeah. So like in work, if someone's having a hard time or if if a project is late, I I tend to want to help them along. Like like let's let's get this all together and let's let's go and drive it drive it home, even if it isn't related to me to my project. I do care like i i don't want to just be the one person that everyone's looking at and saying oh this is you're doing a great job and then everyone else has kind of shifted off mm-hmm. um i guess i don't have to have the spotlight on me as much yeah yeah that's neat 
I think that's such an honest response to of like in all circumstances, we have these very altruistic motives and the, the best virgins of ourselves are there. And then we have these very flesh aspects of ourselves, um, this side of heaven at least we'll always have. And so that the good is I care about helping other people. Uh, that can get in your way if it's not yours to do, but generally it's great to do those things. Uh, maybe they maybe they need to figure it out by themselves and they don't need your help. Um, and then that could be a hindrance, but generally that's good. But then the other three aspect is like, but also people see how cool I am because I'm helping this person. And uh, that could be some of the pitfalls that you talked about where it's just like, well, I don't necessarily love that about myself, which threes are more prone to, but I think we all love mm. when people are like, Hey, did you see what I did? You think that was pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. Yeah. We all have an element of that. Jesse, what about you? What would, what makes you say you're more developed in the four wing? And I know we've talked about the tension a little bit already, but what else would you add? I'm not afraid to say no to people. <laughs> I think is like a big thing. Like I, a lot of my friends, a lot of my like closest friends have been twos. And so just to see Again, those motivations, because I think like a female growing up in Christian realm, mm-hmm. like a lot of girls are like, oh, I'm a two. Like, oh, but yeah. it's just the Christian. Like, We're expected to be helpers, nurturers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, stacking chairs after an event is not does not make you a two. And That's so, right. Um, what I feel when I'm stacking chairs is <laughs> yes. what designates That's me. That's well said. <laughs> so... <laughs> Whereas like a four, like I might have a b- bullet journal, but it's like colored and decorated and creativity beautiful. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like it's going to be the most beautiful bullet journal there ever was. I can't help but like want to like step out and be like, well, I want to do it a little differently and like be the peacock in some ways. I mean, in the coffee shop, it's like I just wanted to decorate everything in a certain way. And like that's neat. It is decorated very very uniquely and it's very cozy. I walked in, I'm like, yeah, I could hang here. I yeah. wanted that green couch from the very beginning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want just this pop statement piece, green couch in the back. Yeah. I'll so post a awesome. picture in the show notes yeah, for those okay. of you listening. They're like, what? I need to see this green couch. You do. It's wonderful. Um, okay. You talked about how the four shows up at work. Do you see your two wings show up at work at all? And if so, how do, what does that look like? Uh, yeah. Just balancing the I, I want to lead by example and like work alongside you, mm-hmm. but I also want to be okay with passing things off and like right. letting y'all do your thing. <laughs> Asking for help. Asking yeah. for help. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, a really that's good, a good example. Thing. Okay. <laughs> Jacob, for you, we kind of got to hear how the two wing shows up at work. Do you see your four wings show up at all? I think so. With um, I make the I make interfaces for like websites and and programs. And so I think with that, I can kind of, um, be more creative and, uh, yes. kind of show off, uh, new things. So I can, I can peacock it up a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's I, I, in the intention of it's good for us because like we need to push ourselves exactly. a little bit and not just do the same old thing. I love this. It is a, Hey, something new and beneficial has come out and we want to take that. We want to give ourselves a unique positioning in what we're doing so that we're not just like everybody else. That's the four wing. But the reason you're choosing it is the threeness saying we've, we've got an opportunity to be more productive. Mm-hmm. And that's like a beautiful example of how that compare, how our wings 
partner with our main type and the main type drives it, but the wings kind of um, add some flair to it. I love that. It's a good example. Threes, I think right now in life are really, I don't want to say the word burdened, um, that they are burdened, but my burden for threes is that we live in a society that if, if you, the United States were an Enneagram, I think an argument could be made that we are a three with the heavy wing four. We want to be unique. We want to have our own independence. We want to have our own voice. We want to be heard. We want to be seen for who we are. That's the fourness. And we want to get stuff done, like crank it out. And there's not a lot of room for rest. And so I think our society in America specifically, um, we don't do a great job of resting or allowing people to rest. And that that makes me sad for the threes who can just check things off of a box because that's what we're supposed to do or society tells us matters or that's the right way to do things, but yet there's an emptiness to it. So what advice would you give for threes who live in this world that is just constantly reinforcing, you got to do more, you got to read more books, you've got to make more coffee, you've got to, whatever it is, what advice would you give? I think being intentional with your rest is, is huge for, for any number, but especially a three. You could even make a box in your bullet journal that says like rest and then you then make that achievable for yourself. I love that. Um, Assuming all Enneagram threes have bullet journals. I mean, (laughs) you should, you're going to have something, right? Yeah, there's going to be something. (laughs) So I, it's amazing. I, I get, I get very antsy on those days where I'm supposed to rest and I sit on the couch and the kids are playing and. I, I feel like there's something that need that could be done and needs to be done. Yes. Um, my wife laughs at me like because I'll get up from the couch and I'll walk around and I'll just like walk a room and come back, sit down like I'm supposed to be here. It's almost like a ti- <laughs> like a self-enforced timeout. Um, yes. I, I, I'm just like, I need to be here, but I don't want to be here. And I want to do this because it's mm-hmm. there and resting. It, it, it's a really simple answer um, that is almost impossible to complete. So, and I think it's something that, that takes effort to do and in little chunks can grow to something that's actually pretty beneficial. Mm, I love that. I appreciate hearing that it is simple, but not easy. Um, ones are similar. We're not great at resting, but I think hearing that from you gives me a little bit of grace too, to be able to be like, yeah, it's hard. That's work. It's work to rest. And we think rest should come easy. Jesse, what would you add? What advice would you give for threes? Well, so I I just finished reading. I don't know if either of y'all have read this, but I just finished reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which oh I see God. it on your bookshelf. I so it. yes. I have you read it yet? No. It's oh. next on my list. I'm so excited. Yeah, it needs to be top. Okay. Right there. Um, so I just finished reading that for the second time. <laughs> um, and oh my goodness, like just the reminder that like. Jesus did not hurry through anything. Mm. Like a big thing for threes is obviously the checklist. We have talked about our bullet journals. Um, so like having our checklist and like doing, going through like one thing to the next, Jesus just lived it. Like he walked through day to day. We it, we try to incorporate like these spiritual disciplines and like, oh, I'll have the checklist. Of, like I need to pray this much or I need to read my Bible this much or I need mm-hmm. to have, like set aside this much time. Mm-hmm. But then the like, 23 other hours of the day, like we're living how we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that book was just such a big reminder that like, if we, if we are trying to be more like Jesus, 
then we need to do that in our whole day. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just the practices that we have, but it's how we live our life. And so Jesus lived a life of simplicity and slowness and just these different things that like F threes are very bad at. <laughs> um, and just getting uh, very pointed out as like, oh man, I do not live a simple life. Like I have all the hobbies in the world. I want to keep trying new things. I And when I try them, I get all the things that I need for it, like not just the starter kit. Um, and so- Because <laughs> you can't do it good unless no, you get all the good stuff. you have stuff. to get all the best stuff that's right. to do the hobby well the first time. Exactly. Because you know, that's doable. <laughs> So just the reminder that like hurry is just such an enemy of feeling the Lord. And so we mm -hmm. have so much noise and so much like constant, uh, like I'm always multitasking, always listening to a podcast while driving or listening to music while doing work, or I'm like, there's never a chance to stop mm -hmm. and just like do one thing. Um, and so I guess like a practical thing that like me and my husband have incorporated is just like reincorporating the sabbath like mm -hmm. that it's not a day to like catch up on the chores that i haven't haven't done throughout the house because i was working throughout the rest of the week but like we do the chores and we do our work and all of that throughout the whole week and sabbath is like only for soul resting things and so having to like force myself to leave my phone in the room while we go to church and like then come back and we cook at home and we might go to the park or so just like forcing this slowness that's not filled with more checkbox things mm -hmm. like I don't do laundry on Sundays I don't buy groceries on an app to be picked up on Monday I don't that's uh, awesome buy stuff through Amazon, things that are so simple and so second nature. Like, When did you start incorporating that to where you're like, nope, we're not doing laundry. We're not ordering groceries. Uh, as soon as I started reading that book and he talked about Sabbath, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man. Because just the reminder that like Sabbath was a command. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's not negated now. Like it's not an option. It's no. not like, hey, maybe if you want to. Yeah. Sabbath. Like if you're feeling like tired, like take some rest. But like yeah. now, like as you're talking about like just the American culture, just being reminded of how we work throughout our work week so that we can rest on the weekends. But like biblically, we are supposed to rest so that we can work well. Yeah. And I don't do that. <laughs> like I work, 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 work to the point where I like can't refuse re rest. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like forced to rest. Yes. And that's not where we're supposed to operate from. Like right. we are supposed to operate from a place of rest in mm -hmm. the Lord yep. and like work out of that goodness. And so we were just talking about this at small group last we were. night. Really? <laughs> Literally the same thing. That mindset switch is like such a big thing that like, oh, I need to rest in the Lord so that I can glorify him yeah. with my work and not work to the point of exhaustion to where I have no other option but to rest in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's not rest, it's recovery. Yes, yeah. recovery in the Lord is, yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. Which for a three, like we t we tend to stack a lot of things on top of what we actually have to do. Mm. Um, and so cutting those things out is awful, mm -hmm. but needs to happen. Because right. like we need to prioritize like, hey, these are the things that we actually need to do. Mm -hmm. Does and that then, feel like failure when you cut them out? It can if we put too much importance on them. Mm -hmm. How many hobbies do you have, right? This is a question for both of y'all, oh, just out of curiosity. And what are they? Because I think so many people would be interested to know. What are the hobbies of a three, but specifically Jacob and Jesse's hobbies? 
Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. So wood burning. Wood burning. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. Wood burning, watercolor, uh, sewing. I have a cricket. So like all the 300 things that go with that. Incredible. Vinyl and iron-ons and all the shirts. T-shirts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, You're a wing four, you say? I, yeah. <laughs> oh, possibly. didn't know that. <laughs> Couldn't macrame see. is like one of my biggest ones right now. Uh, I love I love plants. That I guess that's a hobby. I it is a hobby. I, yes, Absolutely. it's <laughs> caring for all my plants. So macrame, air plants, and like air plant holders and like plant pot holders. Uh, rock climbing, hiking. I, I could go on and on. <laughs> I don't know. Jacob, what about you? I I tend to try to pare down my my hobbies because I don't I don't have enough time. Yeah, but I enjoy it like. I think also as a three, like anything that gives gives you interest, like you know you can do those things, mm-hmm. and so like you just <laughs> that's let's just dive right in. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. Let's see. Uh, we we play volleyball. Yes. Um, I have you played before? Yeah, I've played before. Okay, I was gonna say I was like, what this guy out here <laughs> just winging it? Showing up, everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I coach kids. Um, so I've got kids in, in sports. And so I whatever sport they're playing, I tend to coach either soccer or baseball or football or whatever. Is um, coaching the hobby or being involved in their interest the hobby um, or both? It's kind of both because I don't take the – when I do coaching, I I treat all the kids equally. That's cool. I'm not really bragging about that because I, I may not focus on my kid enough. But um, – <laughs> I almost t- treat it like a teacher, though, yeah. uh, where I want all the kids to like to to come up. That's because awesome. because those parents paid for me to be a volunteer. Those are the hobbies that take up time that I feel like I'm self-sacrificing mm-hmm. to do those things. So I feel like I have to have other hobbies that are selfish. Absolutely. Hobbies. And I so think that's your two wing. Of like yes. I'm I'm a hobby in this in this because it's my kids because right. I love my kids and that's their yeah, interest. I don't do that. That's a t- <laughs> All my hobbies are mine, <laughs> but I don't have kids yet. So maybe yes, that'll change. Yeah, so. it, it, it might because sure. yeah, they yeah. take up a lot of time. Yeah. And then like I, I I read books. I play games. I try to play some disc golf with friends every once in a while and then try to get too serious in those things. Um, <laughs> we did, you, how many discs do you have? Uh, uh, like 40 something. Incredible. So. Yeah. Yeah. You so, too. No, I don't play disc golf. LOL. Uh, my husband does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just, it's just so funny that he mentioned uh, so nonchalant. I play disc golf sometimes and you have 40 something discs. Yes, of course. So that's well, the, I mean, you got to have your set. Right. Which, I mean, honestly, you need a putter and a mid range and a driver, exactly. but you need to carry 21 to the disc golf course every time for <laughs> all those other extra shots. The, the variables and the wind and the. That's of course yeah. it is. Yeah. If it's windy day, you, you got to change know the everything disc. about it. You do. That's amazing. Because um, you don't want to go out there unprepared and, exactly. and look bad, right? Me, this is why I don't play disc golf yet because it's too much. I know yeah. my friends play it. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do the mental capacity yet of like all the discs. <laughs> Is it, I think it's a three thing to like, if you, if you look at something and you're like, I may not be good at that. It's like an immediate, like, it's a no, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. No. I'm going to pretend like I don't care about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's <Yep>. lame. <laughs> that's, that's dumb. I don't like it. <laughs> and then you may or may not secretly practice yeah. and then be like amazing. Well, you're you going to go down the Wikipedia hole of like, like, <laughs> let's figure this out. How what are the things? would this yeah. be to learn? Yes. And yeah. if it hits that threshold of like, I could be embarrassed if I do this thing. Nope. Yeah, so I don't draw. I don't draw, but I'll paint. But drawing is a no. Interesting. Yeah. 
That's fascinating. What At what point, what about drawing is the no and what about painting was the yes? Painting to me is a lot more loose and like interpretive, I guess. Like you can, like watercolor is just so like, it's a lot of loose structure. And so like, I don't have to be perfect with my technique to like make it look artistic. Drawing any messed up movement that you do, like it shows. And so you have to like be good to sketch something, you know? So you'd be like what is this? And if you're trying to draw an apple and they're like, that's clearly a dog. You're like, I'm devastated. I am through. I'm burning this. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> Whereas with watercolor, you're like, what do you interpret? Well, how are you feeling yes. about this? Yeah. What are that's amazing. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I'm going to pretend this never happened. <laughs> I want to end with this last question for you guys, which I didn't put on the list. I apologize. But what do you love about being a three? No passing. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people look at you and they're like, what type are you? And then you say three and they're like, oh, that's great. I really wish I was a three. And I like that. Yeah. Um, but 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 li- living, I think I can accomplish a lot of things. I think I can like figure out a way to do a lot of things where a lot of people would just like say, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good because I, I feel like I'm empowered. I'm empowered by my mindset that's awesome now i gotta find something else (laughs) (laughs) i think i would say like being able to relate to everyone like i and that can be a downfall is like you lose yourself like people don't like you can step back and be like no one actually knows who i am Mm -hmm. because you just get lost in all the personalities uh (laughs) like adapting and adapting yeah Yeah. Yeah. i saw this video someone did of like oh i love your personality it's like oh thanks it's yours like i created (laughs) it for you it is specifically curated for you and i was like ouch yeah that's 100 percent so that was just way too accurate for me but um in a way like that's so good like people can feel so at home with you like Mm -hmm. you can like you don't have to be not yourself to like attached with someone but like you can really find the things that connect y'all um and so i think that's been really good with just like small group or maybe just meeting new people like getting to meet new people and like invite them into something is like they feel so much more comfortable whenever like you're able to like find a common ground and find like something that unites y'all i love that that's good that's well said that's a perfect place to end it and i do want to affirm both of y'all and that in your threeness I think the gift of being adaptable and caring about how are other people experiencing this moment and how can I make it a good experience for them truly is such a gift I'm a grateful recipient of that because sometimes when I show up at the party I'm like trying to find my place and um, to know that from a three perspective that you're looking out and are like hey we're going to find a common ground we're going to make it a fun experience we're going to have a positive experience it's going to be the best party you're going to leave you're going to love this <laughs> is is just amazing it's truly truly a gift this was incredible the literal best conversation I think we could have had so thank you guys what a gift yes <laughs> thanks Kelsey Hey, thanks so much for listening to this conversation with Enneagram 3's Jacob Farrell and Jesse Hastings. If you are enjoying this series on the wings of each Enneagram type and you are ready to discover the mystery behind your personality, then you will love my new online course, Solving the Me Mystery. 
In this comprehensive course, you'll learn about the nine Enneagram types, their core motivations and fears, and how they interact with each other. You'll also gain valuable insights into your own Enneagram type and how it shapes your behavior, your relationships, and your own life journey. But that's not all. The Solving the Me Mystery also includes practical tools and exercises to help you apply your newfound knowledge to your personal and professional life. From improving communication, to setting boundaries, to achieving your goals, this course will empower you to live your best life as your true self. Enrollment closes on April 5th, so don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity to unlock the secrets of your Enneagram type. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and sign up now. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.